to SkillsUSA's podcast channel. SkillsUSA podcasts are a combination of interviews, speeches from our national conference, and content from other podcasts or radio broadcasts, which we've been given permission to share. You can find all of our podcasts on iTunes or visit SkillsUSA.org and search podcast. When the green flag waved to start the 2018 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series season in February at Daytona International Speedway, Brad Keselowski began his ninth full-time season driving for Roger Penske. The Rochester Hills, Michigan native, was raised in a racing family, and he embodies the effort equals results mentality that is a common thread throughout the Team Penske organization. Since joining Team Penske, Keselowski has won a remarkable 53 races, the, the team's first Cup Series championship in 2012, the 2010 Xfinity Series driver title, and four NXS owner championships. Away from the racetrack, Keselowski and his wife Paige are both active with Brad Keselowski's Checkered Flag Foundation, which honors and assists those who have sacrificed greatly for our country. Since 2010, the foundation has supported more than 50 organizations and individuals in order to help veterans and first responders during their road to recovery. Keselowski has been untouchable. Green flag is displayed. Great run to the outside of turn number one. Brad Keselowski assumes the lead, and he takes the lead away. He now leads by five car lengths. He is on his back bumper. Three wide in the inside. He's the leader back in turn number two. With that one car length, looking to split it three wide. He's going for the lead. Still in front, and they are dead even, headed to the trial. A great run to the outside. He's going to try to make a move. Wide into the corner for the top spot. And the celebration will now begin. Brad Keselowski taking home the checkered flag. What a great race. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Keselowski. Thank you. Wow, what a great crowd, this is awesome. So I gotta tell you, um, when I got the call and was asked to come speak here, Skills USA, uh, Snap-on called me. And they said, Brad, we'd like to ask you if you can tell some of your stories uh, for some of the coolest kids you'll ever meet in your life. And uh, I, I'll be honest, I didn't know much about SkillsUSA at the time. And uh, what I did know is that when a company like Snap-on calls you and asks you to give a speech, you say yes. Uh, <laughs> and because Snap-on's a great company, and, and furthermore, my family, uh, you could probably tell by the surname Keselowski, immigrated from Poland uh, many, many years ago. And when they came from the Poland-Russian border, uh, my grandfather before me was a skilled tradesman. He owned Snap-on Tools from the 1930s that I still have in my family today as heirlooms, and they still work. So I think that's pretty darn impressive. But 
beyond that, I said, okay, well, I better do a little bit of research. You know, th- this sounds like a big deal. I should, I should look into it. So I did. I, I went on YouTube. That was my research. Welcome to my generation. And I looked up this man named Mike Rowe. Does anybody here know who Mike Rowe is? Now, I don't know if Mike's watching live. I'd like to think he'll be watching and he might look this up. But somebody told me, and I saw it in this program, that Mike Rowe personally paid for over 100 people to come here today. If Mike Rowe helped you get here today, can you, can you make some noise for Mike? So, Mike, I, I watched your video and I said, wow, that's pretty cool. That's going to be a tough act to foul. He's, a guy, he's pretty sharp. And, I, and so I did a little bit more research. And when I got here, I said, well, I better, I better see what's going on. And so I got a great tour from the SkillsUSA team who showed me all the different competitive fields. And I got to tell you, I was super impressed. But I was also a little nervous. And you know why I was nervous? I realized I picked the wrong color coat to wear today. <laughs> so I asked very nicely if someone could get me a red coat. And somebody did get me a red coat. But I did not want to put it on today without your guys' approval. Do you mind if I wear your red coat? Thank you. I didn't want to do it without you. And here's why I didn't want to put on this coat without you real quick. Because the more research I did, the more I learned that everybody in here is a winner. And this coat represents winners. I like winners. I could get it on here. Oh, there we go. All right. What do you think? Does it look okay? Good. So to everybody here that invited me, I want to say first off, thank you. Thanks for letting me come. Thanks for thinking highly enough of a race car driver to let him come speak to your people uh, because that's pretty cool. And I I, want to ask everyone a favor real quick. Because one of the things I learned in the tour, uh, which I thought was really interesting, uh, because I was one of these people, but five out of every 100 people know what SkillsUSA is. And I was so blown away by that stat because when I looked at what you guys are doing, a lot more people should know who you are. And so here's what I want to do. I have a feeling that most everybody here knows how this works, but just in case you don't, I'm going to explain it anyway. Uh, This little thing called social media that's becoming, you know, popular, um, I think it's pretty neat. And and so I've got a a few people that follow me, about a million people over all the handles I have, and I feel like they should know about you guys. So here's what I'd like to do. If you don't mind real quick, what I'd like to do is take a video and post it for everyone to see. And and here's what I'd like everyone to say. Something really simple. If you're proud to be here, if you believe in SkillsUSA, if you're happy and thankful for the sponsors that put this event on, if you're appreciative of the staff that worked so hard to put you here and the vendors who set up and, and donate their time and equipment, 
And if you're happy to be here like me, I know what I'd want to hear if I was in their shoes. I'd like to hear thank you. So if you're proud to be here and you want to be on my online video with about a million people watching, would you join me and stand up and say thank you, Skills USA? Please stand up. Not yet. I'm not ready to post it yet. Hold on. I'll let you know. Stand up, but don't say, skill, don't say thank you yet. Okay. And here's what we're going to do. On the count of three, I'm going to start this video, and I'm even going to turn around so you can get in it. Let me turn it around. And we're going to say as loud as we can, because the microphone might not pick you up if you're not really, really loud. Thanks, Skills USA. And then we're going to post it. Are you guys ready? Okay. On the count of three, here comes video. One, two, three. Thank you, Skills USA. Man, that's awesome. That was pretty cool. All right, so look for that. I'm going to post it, but I, I probably ought to wait until I get off the stage. So it might take me a minute. I got to tell you, um, I'm a pretty lucky guy. I'm a, I'm a, you know what? I'm more than a pretty lucky guy. I'm, I'm a really, really lucky guy. I'm a really lucky guy to be here for a number of reasons. First off, I'm a race car driver. I get to drive cars at 200 mile an hour. That's pretty dang cool. And if I wreck them, somebody else fixes them for me. That's even cooler. Um, not that that happens, but sometimes, you know, things happen. Uh, I get to drive for one of the best car owners in all of motorsports, Roger Penske. Roger, real simple, and his teams are kind of like the New York Yankees of motorsports. They win a lot of races. Year in and year out, I have a shot at winning races winning championships, and that's really, really special. That's really fun. Um, I'm also lucky for a few other reasons. I'm lucky because if you do go on YouTube like I do, and you look up some of the crashes I've been in, I'm lucky to still be here and standing. Um, so I'll take that. Uh, if you watch the videos, you might have saw my wife and my daughter. I am so lucky to be a husband and a father. And I know there's a lot of people in here who might not be married and might not have kids yet. Don't rush it. Don't, don't, don't rush it. But uh, here's one of the things I'm going to tell you real quick that might not mean anything to you right now, but it will very soon in your life. That is one of the coolest things in the world. So my wife and daughter are hopefully watching. Maybe my daughter should be asleep right now. But that's another story. But thank you to them. I'm really, really lucky uh, to have them in my life. And I'm, I'm lucky... Beyond that, I, I get to run a, uh, a foundation. Uh, it's a 501c3 foundation, which is fancy for it's certified by the government, that helps uh, some of our, our nation's heroes who are wounded. Checker Flag Foundation, uh, from first responders to uh, military veterans. That's a really special cause near and dear to my heart. But I, I hold this one really core belief. I, I like to read a lot. Um, and so I, I, I read the, I've read this one piece once from this author, a few people might have heard of, Mark Twain. Um, Mark Twain had this one really simple quote that I think applies really well to what I want to talk about today. And he says something that I believe in. He says, I'm a big believer in luck 
And I find the harder I work, the more of it I have. Isn't that something? I'd like to think that's a much more elegant way of saying effort equals results. But forgive me, I'm not Mark Twain. So that's what I'm here to talk about, effort equals results. And so you're probably wondering, you know, and maybe even I'm wondering a little bit, what can a race car driver, tell me, what can I learn from a race car driver? Okay, that's a fair question. And I think the first thing I'm going to bring up um, is my friend Tim Sullivan, who's out here somewhere, uh, who's the executive director. And uh, Tim, uh, I asked him earlier today a little bit about himself, and and he told me something that I I thought really stood out. He said, not only am I the executive director, but at one point in time, I went to a school to learn welding. He's been in your shoes. So beyond that, I thought, huh, well, that sounds a lot like some other stories I know, like my crew chief on my race team who went to a vocational school to learn welding, and now he's a pretty big head guy in Team Penske. He's really critical to my success on the racetrack. So that rang a bell. And then I thought about, well, wait a minute. My dad used to teach vocational welding. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he, I might know a little bit about what's going on here. And I said, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I forgot something really important that might be relatable to the group here. I, too, went to a vocational school to study auto body. So I have been in, in some of your shoes. I graduated 2002, Pontiac, Michigan, auto body class. Is anybody here from Michigan? Thank you. Sorry, I'm not going to get to all 50 states, but I got to hit my home state, all right? Don't, don't hate me for it. And so it, I, I think about that, and um, I, I know where a lot of you guys are coming from. Vocational schools are so, so important to what we do. From a Team Penske perspective, I went through the, the list of the competition today, all the competitions that you guys have, and over half of those competitions apply to places on my race team or with inside Team Penske. Quite simply, I'm looking out here in this room, and I'm thinking, I'd like to hire these guys. And that's why I wanted to be here today. I'd like for each and every one of you to work on my race team, because not only are you the best, but you're the best in fields that I know and I believe in. And that's really simple. I believe in vocational schools. I believe in this kind of education. And I wanted to let you guys know that. You guys are really, really critical to our future. So with that in mind, SkillsUSA, and this is one thing that I I should probably put out. I'm a big believer in my country, United States of America. Now, I haven't been everywhere in the world. I've been a few places, and I'm going to tell you, we're not perfect here, but if you look out in the landscape and you travel a few more places, you'll recognize that we've got it pretty dang good. And I look out in the world and I say, what, are, what is our country going to look like 40, 50, 60 years from now? And I think about that, and I think it's going to look pretty good. I think the USA is going to continue to get stronger because of you guys, because of initiatives like this. I believe simply in American manufacturing. In fact, I believe in it so much, I started my own business that does manufacturing. In fact, we're uh, just getting started in 3D printing. Is there anybody here studying 3D printing, competing in 3D printing? 
That's great. Also, CNC. Is there anybody here studying CNC work? Okay, drop your, drop your resume off at my place when this is done. No, I'm just kidding, but not really. Um, so I'm a big believer in that. And one of the things I like to do, because I believe in those industries so much, is I like to tour other successful companies. And why do I like to tour other successful companies? Because there's always so much you can learn from them. So, so much. So this past week, I went and toured this company, real small company, but they're growing, called Facebook. And uh, they had this really cool headquarters in Palo Alto, which is in California. Uh, oh, we got some California people here. Oh, that's great. And uh, it, it was really interesting because the outside of it was all, you know, guarded and secure. You, you, you had to have the special badge and pass to get in, which is, you know, I understand that. But then when you got in, it looked a lot like Disney World. It really did. And you walked through and it was like a fair. You get, there was hot dogs over here and there was burritos and I, I, there was a cookie line. And I walked through all this stuff and I noticed something really interesting. None of the employees had to pay for anything. And it, it kind of like, well, wait a minute. How does that work? You mean you don't have to pay? There was a milkshake line and they were free. So I got a milkshake. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, well, how does this work? So I, I asked the, our, our tour guide, who was so gracious, I said, how does this work? How do you, I don't see any other businesses like this in the world. I, I've toured a lot of places. And they told me something. They said, well, we hire a lot of young people. And we hire young people because of some really simple reasons. One, they understand our business. They understand technology. They understand where our company is going and, and some of the vision that we have. And uh, they work really dang hard. I said, what, what do you mean they work really dang hard? He says, well, these guys will come in. We'll, we'll recruit straight out of uh, whatever school it might be. It might be a technical school. It might be a college and they'll work 10, 15 hours a day. And we found that if we just feed them, they'll stay here and work all day. <laughs> so I hear a lot in the workplace today about millennials not having the work ethic. That's BS, throw that out the window. You guys work hard. And the job place is just starting to learn what you want, what you need. Use your voice loudly, but work hard. Show that effort. That's what places like Facebook are seeing, and the rest of the businesses around you are going to continue to adapt as long as you continue to show that work ethic. That, to me, is effort equals results. So I want to tell a, a few stories about myself personally. I told you I want to... Um, vocational schooling and you say okay you went to vocational schooling you know you studied auto body do you use it yeah sometimes you know depends on how big of a wreck I get in um, but uh, I'll tell you why I went to vocational school my grandfather learned skilled trades uh, at that time they didn't have vocational schools like they do now it was a long time ago my dad taught at one he was self-taught but he, he learned how to be so great at it that they hired him to be a teacher for welding um, and my dad looked at me really simple one day when I was 16 years old. And he said, son, I know you want to be a race car driver. But your odds of making it are not very good. 
And so I'd like you to get an education and to, to learn a skill that you like. And maybe one of the things I didn't mention and, and I'm thankful for is if you saw my school records, I might not have been invited to speak up here. So thank God those were sealed. But he, he told me that and he wanted me to have that core skill so it could follow me for the rest of my life. Like everyone here has. No matter what your vision is, where life takes you, you have a core skill that you can fall back on for the rest of your life. And I'm so glad he did. Because when I was 19 years old, I knew it all, <laughs> as a lot of people would tell you. And um, I got out of school. I actually ended up graduating early, went to work for my family's business, which was in motorsports. And about two years in uh, to working for my family's business when I was 19, uh, my dad had a, a debilitating stroke. And so our family business went under. And it went under fast. Next thing I knew, I was 19, 20, 21, 22, and kind of looking for a job, looking for my place in life. I'll be honest with you. I was lost. I knew I wanted to be in racing, but I I didn't know how I was going to fit. So I went out and I volunteered. I took any odd job I could get in motorsports, which meant going to racetracks and working on somebody else's car, even though I wanted to drive so bad, working on someone else's cars or, or spotting for them, which quite simply, that's where you watch other cars on the racetrack and try to help them avoid wrecks. And uh, life was not going very well for me. Uh, I got to where I was about 23 years old, and I'd been doing that for two or three years, and I thought, man, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'd get to race every once in a while as a driver, and then I'd have to work on the cars, but that's not what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a race car driver, but I kept going, and I kept coming back, and eventually, I hit a bit of a rock bottom when I was 23. I went to this racetrack, and I had no money left. I couldn't afford to stay in a hotel, so I knew somebody else who was staying in a hotel, and they said, all right, well, our room's full. There's already two people sleeping in it. You can sleep on the floor. I said, that's fine. I just got to I got to keep going. I believe good things are going to happen to me. Quite simply, I kept trying. And I kept networking. I kept studying. I kept learning. And I slept on a hotel room floor. And I thought, this, this is as bad as it gets. Um, and it was not a very nice hotel room floor. I won't tell you where it was. But um, the next day, something happened on the racetrack. A driver didn't have a good day. He ended up getting released. And I got a ride. I got a shot, and I went out and ran the race, had a great showing, and made a name for myself, really in one race, to get more opportunities to drive. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I know if I didn't go to that racetrack day, that day, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't have been successful. If I didn't keep trying, despite all the obstacles of my dad getting sick, family business going under, sleeping on the hotel room floors, doing all those things. I wouldn't be here today. I kept trying. It's so simple to say it, how important effort is. And sometimes I think we take it for granted. But it's also so, so important because that effort equaled the result that put me here today. It would have been so easy just to walk away and say, I'm, I'm too good for this. I, I, I'll find something else. And, and I did have a great core skill to fall back on, 
but I really wanted that dream. And desire is powerful. If you want something, show the effort, you will get the results. I firmly believe that. I believe it so much that at Team Penske, it's plastered on the wall. In fact, some people have asked me, what's it like to drive for Roger Penske? And the first thing I would tell you is, one, he makes sure that saying's on every wall because it's what his father told him when he was little. And if you know Roger Penske, no one works harder than this guy. But I want to tell you a great story about effort equals results. Because I see a lot of people in here who have a great start to their life. You have a great core skill, a lot like I did. And you're going to keep going. Not everybody has a great core skill like you guys have. But there's one story about Roger Penske that I think you should know. Because what makes Roger Penske great, so successful, and, and when you get a chance to walk through uh, the hall, if you haven't already, you're going to see Penske Truck Rental up there. That's one of the many, many companies he owns. But one of the things that makes him so successful is that he never stops learning. He's in his 80s. And let me, let me tell you a story. About five or six years ago, I was standing next to him when he got his first iPhone. Now, I, I don't know about everyone here in the room, but my dad is not in his 80s. He's in his 60s. And he still has a flip phone. I'm imagining some people in here still have parents that use a flip phone. Roger Penske grabbed an iPhone, looked at it, struggled, and I thought to myself, yeah, that's not going to work. I saw him about a week later, and he was using it as well as I could. So what what does that tell you? Here's this super successful businessman who's in his 80s who can pick up a cell phone he's never used before, learn it, and keep going. And move on to the next chapter. You know what that tells me? It tells me he never stops learning. Despite all the core skills he has, he keeps growing. And he grows through efforts every day. He grinds so hard to learn these new skills. That's what makes him so special. So to everyone out here in the room today who maybe just at the end of their education or even at your beginning, if there's one core message I hope you take from here on effort equals results is that your learning is not done. It has just begun if you want to be successful. I hope you take that with you. I hope you can apply that lesson. Everybody hears stories different, but it applies so strongly, and I believe that so firmly to to the bottom of my being. Because even as a race car driver to this day, I go to a racetrack and I learn. I learn from my competitors. There is always progress. And that's what makes it so difficult but so rewarding is to find that success to go out on the racetrack and learn new things, create new moves. It's been key to my success. And I wanted to share that with you today because I know it's key to your success. So another story that I want to share with you real quick when I was in school. And this one is near and dear to my heart because I'll never forget it. I was in uh, eighth grade English class, which... I wasn't very good at. And um, our school was having a a study session. And uh, we took a test right after. Most of the class didn't do very well. And I was in most of the class. That in mind, the teacher got up afterwards, and Mike Rowe will appreciate this story, and said, look, this is really simple, guys. You can either study or you can go out and become garbage men. And I thought about that, and and you know what? I believed him when he said that. And he said that, you know, that's okay. Some people need to be garbage men. Some people need to do, you know, all these other jobs that might be a little dirty. 
And uh, I said, oh, okay, yeah. And, and you know what? It, it kind of got to me. As I've gotten older, I realized that was the worst advice anyone could ever give someone. Because getting your hands dirty is a good thing. And I'll tell you why. Because a few years later, I met a man. In fact, he's the father of one of the guys who works on my team who's a garbage man. And I got to asking him his story one day. And I said, Sir, Mr. Tom is his name, Tom Logano. How did you become a garbage man? He said, well, I got out of school. I went to work for a garbage truck company as a driver. Next thing you know, I was working really hard, and I bought a truck. Next thing you knew, I bought four or five more trucks, and I had the business. I bought the business from the guy who owned it before me. Then I built and bought and built and bought. And next thing I knew, I had all the garbage contracts in some of the big cities of New Jersey and New York. And my business was worth millions of dollars. And I asked him, I said, did you ever go to college? He goes, no, I don't, I don't have a college degree. I said, really? He, says, and he said, yeah. He said, um, I got a GSD. I said, what? A GSD? He says, I got a get stuff done degree. <laughs> Never be too humble to get a get stuff done degree that's what effort equals results looks like so this man I I know him to this day he sold his garbage truck company in his 40s for millions of dollars and now he spends time with his family on an ice ring in a motorhome vacationing wherever he wants to be because he worked hard and didn't let that advice that my school teacher gave me affect him that's following your dreams but that's also using effort to get results. God bless him, Tom. You're a heck of a role model. So that's what effort equals results means to me. But there's one other story that I have to share to conclude. It's one of my favorite stories. Because when I was struggling, and I mean really struggling... A man told me one story that motivated me so much, and I want to share it with this, story, with this group here. This will be my last story. He said uh, to me one day, he saw that I was putting in the effort, I wasn't getting results that I wanted. And he said, hey, I, let, me, let me tell you a story real quick. He said, uh, now no, no, hear it all out. He said, you know, there once was this man who was going through a real tough time in his life. You know, he had a house and a car and you know one day his car broke down and couldn't get to work so he lost his job and then his house was having problems and got condemned he couldn't afford to pay the bills and was getting foreclosed on everything was going wrong and he was at his breakdown point and so he um, said you know what I, I, I'm in a lot of trouble and, and he sat down one night before he went to bed and he prayed and he said real simply God, can you just help me out? I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling. Life's not going my way. I, I, I don't know what to do. You know, if you could just help me win the lottery. If I could win the lottery, I could, I could pay off my house bill and I could get a new car and I could go back to work. Man, if you could just help me win the lottery. And he said that prayer and the next day happened and he didn't win the lottery. And he said that prayer again and again and again and his days went by and didn't win the lottery. Uh, and as you can imagine, 
A few more weeks went by and he kept praying. And then finally, he got mad. And he prayed one night and said, God, why won't you help me win the lottery? That's all I need. It'll get me through all my struggles that I'm having in my life. And finally, God answered his prayer and said, buy a ticket. Turns out all the time that he wanted to win the lottery, he didn't buy a ticket. So what, what does that story mean? It means if you want great results, you got to put in effort. Even buying a lottery ticket requires going to the store and buying the ticket every day. And you do that through effort. Each one of us has that ability here to win the lottery. I firmly believe that in my heart. But you got to go to the store and you got to buy the ticket. And that lottery for us is hard work equals results. That's simply what it means to me. And as Roger would say it, effort equals results. I like to steal it as hard work. So I hope you can apply that to your competitions over the next few days. I'm really pumped to see the results. I'm going to walk back through it, and I'm going to try and be back here next year. I can promise you that. I'm a huge believer in everything you're doing here at SkillsUSA. And I want to say good luck, all the best, give your best, and I know you'll succeed, if not here and the rest of the world. You guys are the future. Thank you for having me here today. Oh, and thanks for my coat. <laughs>